What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 174 of the Stand-Up Guys podcast. I'm your host, the incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by the Ninth Wonder, Chocolate Thunder, dropping fitties and grabbing titties, the nip flicking, deep dicking, swimming in boobies like Scrooge McDuck and Rubies, the phenomenal AJC. What's up, everybody? <laughs> um, Let's see, AJ, what have you been watching this week? Anything good? Yeah, I watched... Uh... I, I got like a a free trial of a a few different streaming services, and uh, one of them had the show Ghosts that I was watching before, and uh, it it was actually better in season two than season one. Season one, I feel like they were still getting their footing, and season two, it's a lot more like um, just charismatic. The cast is they're they're just more fun to watch together. The storylines are more like I think they're better. You know, like each episode is unique and. Uh, it's based off of a UK show that I heard is is good, so I might go back and watch that. I'm not sure, but right now I'm just enjoying the American version. I really like it. And uh, who's the female actress that's the star of that show? Rose McIver. McIver. You do, you do. She was in I Zombie, and that was a show I really liked too. So I just I enjoy her work. I think she's a good actress. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever like I know of her, but I've never watched *I Zombie* and I've never watched this show, so I don't know if I've actually seen her in anything. But yeah, I just wanted to set you up for that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I watched another show too. Um, I watched uh, a couple shows. I watched uh, *Percy Jackson*, the new Disney one. It was on oh, Hulu. So right, yeah, right. That's what I watched it on. Yeah, um, pretty good. I, I heard. I think it's more true to the books. Because uh, I've seen like breakdowns of how the original movies, like the first movies, uh, they were not very true to the books and ha- what the differences were there. And uh, this one seems a lot uh, more cor- like there's a lot more correlation to the books with this one. Um, and I like it. It's good. Uh, now, it's only been one episode so far. Qu- question for you, because I've never watched any of those Percy Jackson movies. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard some people like say like it's the poor man's Harry Potter. But like what is the general like premise of Percy Jackson? I don't even compare it to Harry Potter. It's uh, it's like Greek mythology. So Percy Jackson is uh, the son of Poseidon, but he doesn't know it. You know, he um, he uh, is he's twelve years old. He has no idea who his father is. His mother lives with some loser who's like an, a jerk to him and everything. Um, and he finds out one like one day, strange events start happening, and uh, you know he gets attacked by somebody who's you know from an like not from mythology right Mm -hmm. uh and he he defeats that being and nobody else can see it but there's there's a couple people who actually do know what's going on but they don't tell him right away that's one is his best friend grover and uh one is his teacher um i forgot his name but uh they both know what's going on they just never tell him like what's going on with him you know who he is and his mom of course knows as well so uh, these three people are in his life, and once those events start unfolding, once he gets to 12, like, I don't know if it's, like, right when he turns 12, I think it's, like, just, the, he's 12, you know? And uh, he's getting closer to an age to where mythological beings, monsters, are starting to sniff him out and starting to want to kill him. Because apparently these things want to kill demigods before they reach a certain age where they're strong enough to fight back. So um, I think his teacher's name is Chiron, actually. Uh Chiron and uh, uh, Grover uh, get him like basically kicked out of school because it's on purpose, you know, because like they're trying to keep him, like take him to a camp where there's demigods. And so his mom takes him, you know, talks to him. She tells him that, you know, her fa- his father is Poseidon and uh, they go on their journey to the camp 
And uh, it, that's pretty much where it leaves off in the first episode. He's at the camp, uh, or he's just entering the camp. He hasn't actually gotten in yet, I don't think. Or, no, he does at the very end of the episode. Now, does Poseidon know he exists? Or Poseidon like Zeus, and he's just one of those gods that like sleeps around and probably has kids all over the place? Uh, they don't say so far, but I, from what I understand, he does know he exists. Mm. They, they just don't have any like interference with them. <laughs> I feel like that's a common thing in like... Uh, myths is where like the gods are just like they all like sleep around and they have like you know these secret kids all over the place <laughs> and they're absent parents right yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the uh, gods are trash man <laughs> uh but okay. this new show like so far you're you're in it you're gonna watch more yeah i'm gonna check it out see how it goes uh i mean i i kind of know what's gonna happen based on what people have said about the books but you know it's fun to watch so i'll check it out and uh, I also watched the the first couple episodes of Futurama, uh, the 11th season. Oh, the newest season? Yeah, they're mostly just callbacks to, like, you know, what's happened to them so far, how they got canceled a few times. And right, back right. And all that yeah. stuff. So that's mostly what I've seen from them. But uh, I, I fell asleep. The whole season played, but I fell asleep, so I didn't even <laughs> like, see what happened after episode three. But uh, I'll go back and check it out. Yeah, it seemed like this last season, like, I liked it fine, but they definitely, like... Um... We're going after like, you know, current issues a lot more. Like there's an episode all about cryptocurrency. And I think there was one that was all about like the pandemic, you know, Mm. uh, more so than they have in past seasons. But it was fine. Like it was still fun. So and I think they got picked up already for like another season. So there'll be even more Futurama down the line. Okay, good. Uh, Anything else? Oh, that's about it. Um, I watched a few things. So that show, A Murder at the End of the World, uh, the season finale just came out uh, yesterday. So I watched that. Uh, pretty good show overall. Uh, mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, the I don't know if the, the last episode was kind of like as tense as I would have liked it to be, but it was still good. And I, I totally would recommend that series to anybody if you're into like the murder mystery uh, genre. Mm-hmm. And then um, <laughs> also on... Um, I think it was last Friday, um, the first three episodes of Reacher season two on Amazon Prime came out. So I'm watching that. Now, have you watched any of Reacher? No, but uh, I did watch this show called Blue Mountain State before. And I'm pretty sure, is that this is that Thad from Blue Mountain State? Like, I don't know his name, the actor. Have you seen that, that, I haven't. The actor's name is Alan Richson, and he's just like huge. Like, yeah, yeah. He's a jack dude. Right. And that's one of my things about the show. So the show, like, it's a little bit of a murder mystery, mm-hmm. but, like, also mixed with just, like, kind of like an 80s action movie as well. Like, there's a lot of just, like, kind of big, dumb action in it as well. Like, it's a fun show. Like, I, I think uh, I think the majority of people would have fun with it. But, okay. but my thing is, is, like, his whole character is, like, he doesn't want to be in one place too long. So he's a drifter. He just goes like walking from town to town. And, and but my thing is like, he's clearly looks like a bodybuilder. He's jacked to the gills. And I'm like, okay, how does this work? Like he's, he's constantly drifting. So he, he apparently has a gym membership in every small town <laughs> in the whole world. And also like he, he apparently can always stop somewhere and eat like his, you know, 9,000 protein like grams of protein or whatever he needs to maintain that kind of muscle mass you know I'm like okay um yeah I'm not buying that (laughs) yeah 
Uh, I mean, I don't think you can maintain that body with just push-ups, right? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I was talking to my brother about it, and he's like, yeah, he's got to be, like, getting steroids, like, <laughs> in every town, you know? Because that dude is huge. It's insane. Yeah, got to hook up. <laughs> and also, I think I talked about this once when I was watching season one. Is it so weird? Like, he wants everyone to just call him Reacher. And okay. even his mother calls him Reacher, which is his yeah, last name. Weird. And that's that weird. weird. And also, like, yeah. I, I believe in season one, like, I think he has, like, an older brother or something. So it, it's so weird. It'd be like if my mom, like, called me Jones. And I'm like, that would yeah. be so bizarre. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just, it, it's so nonsensical. And it can only be one person in the family that goes by that then, right? Like, nobody else can. You can't be, you <laughs> yeah, can't exactly. Be yeah, and that's the other thing is, like, <laughs> it's like it would only make sense if she named both of her kids Jack Reacher, and he's she's like, "Well, I got to be able to differentiate you guys." Right, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, so very weird. professional in that family. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. What else did I watch? Oh, so on HBO, well, Max, I guess now the uh, Barbie movie dropped on there. Oh, okay. So I was like, okay, I'll check this out. Just because it got such buzz when it came out over the summer, you know. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, fine. I'll check this out. And mm -hmm. here's the thing. Like, it's not terrible. Like, it's fine. But for what's ostensibly, like, a comedy, like, I didn't laugh. Like, it's one of those things you watch and you go like, oh, that was clever, I guess. Or that was mildly amusing. But you don't actually laugh, that kind of thing. Okay. And then also, like... Well, I'll say this, like the director Greta Gerwig, I think she made more original choices that, that than most like directors would make with a Barbie movie. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like like the whole feminist like like messaging in the movie, like I don't necessarily like disagree with any of it, but I, I didn't think any of it was uh, I didn't think it said anything like super profound either. Just like, yeah, OK, like. You know what I mean? It's just like, I think it got a lot of hype for like being this like social commentary movie. And it's like, it has that in there, but I don't know if it's anything I haven't heard before presented in such a way that I was like, oh, I never thought about it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. But huh. it's fine. If you got a couple hours to kill, uh, you could do worse than the Barbie movie, but you could probably do better. Right. Um, and then just last night, I finally started season five of Fargo, which is a series I really like. And I can't, you know, say too much about it yet, just watching the first episode, but uh, I really liked it and I'll definitely uh, continue to watch more. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's a series, uh, you know, and it's an anthology series. Every season, whole different cast of characters. You can watch any season in any order. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, but yeah, it's continues to be just a, a really good series. So I'm looking forward to uh, getting a chance to dig mm -hmm. into more. Have you watched any of the Fargo uh, seasons? No, not, not not one. Not one episode. It's such a, like, weird thing because, like, they obviously did it for the, like, name recognition from, the like, the movie Fargo. Mm -hmm. But, like, like the only thing that, like, thematically joins them is, is like, each season is, like, a crime story um, that takes place, like, somewhere in the Midwest where people have a kind of, like, like Midwest, North Dakota-type accent, you know? And yeah. uh, it works, like, but it's... It, just as a concept for a show, it seems kind of weird. Um, you know, I wish there were more shows. Like, I wish there was at least one show that was running right now that was from Portland. You know, like, because I know there was a show called Grimm that was in Portland. I, uh, 
I watched a little bit of that. It was okay. You know, it was an alright show. But it's it's fun to see like your local landmarks in a TV show, like Portlandia. That see, was fun I, to watch. I was going to say I've never watched Portlandia, but I, I'm assuming it takes place in Portland. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean that one. That one's fun to watch. That was a. It was fun to see Portland in the different place, like different aspects of like you know, like live like very hippie culture and stuff like that. I, I, that's not like exactly what Portland is. Obviously, that's like extreme. But uh, now, is that show done? Like Portlandia is that show? Oh like, yeah, I, I think it ended like a few years ago. Now, did you like that I show too? Yeah. Did you like Portland? Did you like Portlandia? Oh yeah, Portlandia was a lot of fun. Okay, yeah, I liked it. I've never watched a single episode of it, so I'm not sure. I uh, yeah, sure. Well, I don't know if you like it, but I I liked it. I, don't know. I, just, there, I think I'm just a homer, you know. Like I like seeing like where I live in a show. I, I'd like to see Portland in another show. I like, was, I like shows about Seattle too because I feel like the Pacific Northwest is just fun, you know, to see in TV and li- maybe like a little underrepresented. Yeah, yeah. I, the I Zombie was in Seattle. Um, okay. There was a show called Reaper when I was younger. I used to watch. Uh, that oh, was I also based in Seattle. I never watched that, but I vaguely like remember it because I think like Kevin Smith had something to do with producing it or some weird. It was thing. a fun show. It was a lot of fun. It was like definitely underproduced, <laughs> but it was still a lot of fun. <laughs> I know a couple years ago there was a show based on a on a comic book called Stumptown, based in Portland, but mm-hmm. I think. It only went one season, and then I think because of the pandemic and things, it ended up getting canceled. So it's mm. it's done. But yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other like prominent like Portland shows. Um, I heard there's going to be a spinoff for Grimm coming out. I'm not sure like what the deal is with that. But I never really watched Grimm that much. I, I didn't really get into it like you know like most people would have, I guess. But uh, I'll check that out if it's in Portland. I'll check it out for sure. So what is Grimm? Like, is that a fairy tale thing or what? It's just another cop show, but it's like, uh, it's yeah, it's got fairy tales involved. Like, there's mythical creatures, you know, that they um, they hunt down, you know, uh, that are usually evil. So, uh, yeah, it's just him and his partner trying to stop, like, I guess the downfall of Portland <laughs> from mythical creatures. Was that like a cheap, like, sci-fi channel show or something? It was on, um, I think it was CW. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. One of those shows. Yeah. Man, that Supernatural show lasted like 16 seasons or something. Man, that show ran forever. forever I used to yeah. love that show, too. The first five seasons were good, man. <laughs> then it just dropped off so badly. I think it, it was intentionally, like, it was supposed to have five seasons. And then after that, it was just, you know... They just kept it going. I guess it was one of their better shows, maybe, and they just wanted they didn't want to let it go. And yeah, they drove that thing into the ground. <laughs> yeah, I the think we're talking episode, about this. The enemy is God himself. <laughs> the last <laughs> season. Oh, God was the enemy. Yeah, God was the bad guy. Now I can't watch it. I'm here for. I'm here for that. That's <laughs> that's cool. You know, because you don't usually get to see that. That's very counter to everybody on the planet. It seems, but. uh it, they just did it in a bad way. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't think I ever... Like, Supernatural is one of those shows I was aware of, but, like, it was already, like, so many seasons in that I'm like, ah, I'm not going to attempt this show. You know what I mean? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> a lot of the later episodes, like, after season five is not worth watching. I'd say up to season five is great. I almost feel like every show should be, like, the maximum number of seasons we're doing is five. Because, yeah. like, almost every show that goes more than that, it goes so downhill that it's like, ugh. 
I you know I can't really think of a show that doesn't go downhill after after five seasons. I'm not sure. I can think of one. There's a couple of sitcoms, maybe like Seinfeld oh, and Everybody Lucy. Loves Raymond. You know, mm-hmm. we're still. I don't. I don't know how many seasons I Love Lucy had, but that show was always gold to me. When I was a kid, I used to love that show, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think it had six seasons, so I think it's right about there. Right about there, yeah. Community was a good show. I think that had like six seasons, but the last two seasons were like uh, on the other stuff, like Yahoo or something. I'm not sure, but it was just they couldn't get it back on national TV. Although, you know, some of those old shows... Um their seasons were like crazy long, like the number of episodes per season. Oh, yeah. Cause like, yeah. I know I was watching uh, like some uh, like old school, like from the 1950s episodes of Perry Mason. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I looked once and like season one was like a ridiculous amount of episodes. And I was like, Ooh. God damn Perry Mason. They, they were just like, like churning these episodes. episodes at a time or something. Yeah. Like yeah. I was actually like, how did they film these this many episodes? You know what I mean? It was like crazy. Yeah. Uh, that show Ghosts, I, I'm happy to say that there's a season three that already got greenlit and they're already shooting it. So, I mean, it sounds like a successful show. Uh, the ratings look good too, solid, like uh, uh, like in the nine millions. It actually went up in the second season from the first season a little bit. So okay. uh, it good. sounds like it's doing good. I'm, I'm glad it's still here. <laughs> Usually shows on network TV don't last long because they... I don't know. They just get rid of them so quickly. Yeah, because that's what, like, a CBS show or something like that? I think so, yeah. You know, there's rumors that, like, uh, Paramount, which I think is, like, the parent company of CBS, mm-hmm. they might merge with uh, Warner Brothers. Like, they're talking about it. Okay. Which, that would like, be good for Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it is kind of freaky, though, like, these huge mergers we've seen in, like, prior years like the fox disney merger like was huge and like a part of me is like i don't know if it's a good thing that all of these companies seemingly are like starting to merge together like i don't know if it's a good thing and there's been like perpetual rumors that apple might you know merge with you know another company too like i think some people are actually like oh maybe apple will merge with disney but i'm like geez that sounds like way too yeah that sounds really bad <laughs> like that would just be like a huge one huge corporation you know? <laughs> yeah yeah there's something about like these already like huge companies consolidating even more and like just becoming like unwieldy i mean i think uh aren't there like aren't most uh brands and companies owned by like six companies like viacom disney somebody else like i don't know like there is like yeah there is like um already like you're right like i think like five or six like huge conglomerates that like if you really like go check like <laughs> like so many companies are under those banners but like yeah i don't know how they all break up break out yeah i mean i know i said it was a good thing for wb just because we would get better high quality content you know like i would think supergirl <laughs> would have more money in the future like if they ever remade it or whatever i don't know but uh at the same time, it is disheartening to hear that everything's going to a few companies and they're, it's like a monopoly, right? Like an oligarchy? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At the best, probably like an oligarchy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird times we're living in. I, I do wonder like in the next like five to 10 years, if we're going to see more of that, like these big conglomerates, like condensing even more. It just keeps happening, man. Like with the banks, 
like there was a time where there were like local small banks everywhere, you know, and they all get eaten up. And now there's like a lot less of that, you know, there's credit unions, which are great, I think. But, uh, you know, it is happening in every industry, it seems. Yeah. And actually, like, even if you think like your local bank uh, you operate out of, is like a smaller thing, like it, it probably is like, you know, owned by like a bigger like bank and you don't even know it or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Well, AJ, should we get into stories? Yeah, let's do it. All right, uh, everybody. We're going to go around and see if we can't find some entertaining stories from around the globe. And AJ, I'll start with you. All right. This is my favorite one. So try to start out with a hit. Uh, family of cockroaches found living inside man's ear. Uh, he said it's, Yeah, yeah, this is rough. He said his ear hurt a lot, like something was scratching and cr- or crawling inside. I discovered more than 10 cockroach babies inside. They were all running running around. When a 24-year-old man uh, known as Mr. LV, uh, Liv, I guess, uh, rushed to the hospital with a sharp pain in his right ear, doctors encountered far more than they bargained for, according to the New York Post. Hospital staff uh, soon found a family of cockroaches that had hatched near the man's eardrum and were living inside. The young man was admitted to Sane Hospital in China's Guangdong province in October and told doctors that his family had already uh, shown a light in his ear and observed what looked like a large insect nesting within. Dr. Yijin, an ear, nose, and throat specialist at the hospital, likely presumed this was just another case of common ear pain like many others he'd seen throughout his career. Uh, but things rapidly took a turn. He said his ear hurt a lot, like something was scratching or crawling inside, said Dr. Yijin. It caused a lot of discomfort. Uh, doctors then looked inside his ear and confirmed that there was sh- that well, confirmed what surely was the worst. Uh, I discovered more than 10 cockroach babies inside. They were already running around. In order to remove them, doctors essentially used a simple pair of tweezers small enough to do the job and pull out each cockroach one by one. Dr. Liv, or Mr. Liv was soon rid of all his hatched cockroach babies and the mother that had laid them laid their eggs. While the patient was, act, was actually rather lucky, the egg case uh, of a German cockroach usually contains 30 to 40 eggs. He was also at least partially responsible for the problem in the first place. According to Sane Hospital's deputy head of ENT, Dr. Jiang Tenqing, uh, Mr. Liv uh, admitted that his living conditions were rather unsanitary. He had a habit of leaving food out in the open overnight right next to his bed while he slept, causing a flurry of insects to go rummaging around in his sleeping area. Despite his carelessness, the patient ultimately suffered only minor injuries that have likely already healed since the October incident. He was discharged on the same day with a simple prescription for antibiotic ointment. Dr. Chen Jing also made sure to provide him with basic preventative advice that anyone would be wise to follow unless they would want to host a family of insects and intruders in their skulls. Uh, practice good hygiene, disinfect drains and sewers, use mosquito nets and screens on windows. Uh, that'll stop insects from flying or crawling into your noses and ears. Man, that is, I think, everyone's worst nightmare. It's pretty bad. I mean, it's one of those things where you would like to think that, like, if a, a cockroach got in your ear while you were sleeping that deeply that you would notice, but, like, maybe you wouldn't, you know what I mean? I mean, he had discomfort, you know? I mean, he felt it. But, I mean, I, didn't he feel, it, like, after it had already gotten in there and, like, laid some eggs or... Hatched. Yeah, I mean, the mother was alive. She was walking around. I'm sure he, 
let's see, it caused a lot of discomfort. He said uh, there was scratching or crawling inside. Um, it doesn't say how quickly he felt that, though, like when he started feeling those symptoms. Maybe it was after there was 10 cockroaches crawling around in his ear. But, uh, boy, I mean, I mean, I I get, like, itchy, you know, just thinking about bugs. Like, I, it's it's, like, ingrained in us, like, even when we're sleeping to, like, you know, because we used to sleep out in the out in the open on the ground in nature, you know, like just creepy crawlies or something you just don't yeah. want on your body. You move around, you you think about it. You know, even now when we live in houses and this guy had him in his ear. Oh my gosh, man! I don't know if this is a true story or just an urban legend I heard as a kid, but I definitely like remember hearing the story that like this woman. I don't know if it was in her ear or just her hair. I think it was just her hair. Like a, uh, a black widow, like made home in her hair. Yeah. And then it gave birth to like a bunch of babies and it ended up like yeah. killing this woman. Mm-hmm. And that's horrifying. That is horrifying. I, I think we've talked about this before. Like I one time stepped on a pregnant spider and thousands of little eggs, like those spiders came out of there. Like it's just, it was Me too. insane. Yeah. I had that same experience. Um, the first job I worked in a department store, I was in the back. And there's this huge spider and I stepped on it and same thing, just all these little spiders come out and I'm just like trying to stomp as many of them as I can. But yeah, that's a whole, that is a horrifying thing yeah. to uh, witness. I, I just don't think spiders can ever be eradicated, man. Not when they can have that many kids. <laughs> uh, God, I know it's so insane to think about how many insects and, and spiders there are in the world. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, so dense with them that it's like holy crap for sure i think I mean, about that in tropical environments yeah oh god and they get some nasty ones there but like even here we get those sugar ants really bad and it's like we kill so many of those things and they just keep coming and keep coming and keep coming it's like oh my god there's we so get many. gnats we have a lot of fruit in our house we get gnats but i mean there's an easy way to kill them too like you just put out some vinegar and uh, soap you put them in a bowl and uh, they, they die by, like, in two days, they're all gone. Maybe a week tops. Yeah, well, sugar ants, they say, too, and, and we've done this several times, is you, like, you basically dip cotton balls in, like, the solution of, like, like borax and sugar, water, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, they come down and they get it. And, like, it works. It, like, you know, kills, like, a bunches of them. And then mm-hmm. you might have, like, a day or two without ants. And then... They're just back. <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh my man. god! You kill like it's a so never many. Supply. Never ending. It's so crazy. Yeah. Um. Okay, AJ, I got a I got a story for you here. So apparently, I think they do this every at the end of every year. Uh, Pornhub puts out like the most popular um search. Oh, I saw this. Yeah. Terms. Okay. Yeah. And and the one I found interesting is they do one by uh states and it says united states top relative searches terms search more often in each state when compared to all others so like i don't think these are necessarily like the most searched term in each state but like it's it's like basically like the kink term that for whatever reason gets more play in each state compared to every other and so i found this this really interesting and so I'm going to play a little game with you here, AJ, is can you guess the kink of each state? I won't go through all of them. Like, I'll do some of the more fun ones. Uh, so, AJ, we're in Oregon, 
What do you think Oregon's uh, uh, Pornhub search kink is? People are weird here. Um, furry? No, but there is a state with furry. Uh, Mississippi is the furry Mississippi? state. Mississippi? Mississippi. the furry state? Yes. Oh, wow. Oregon, nudist. We're going for nudists, which, that I mean, there are, enough for Oregon. <laughs> there are a lot of hippies here, though, so maybe that has something to do with it. Okay, that makes sense. Um. Okay, AJ, you're from uh, Texas. What do you think Texas's kink is? What's their search oh, when, term? When I was younger, I heard a, a radio show in Texas talking about this. It was teen. <laughs> well, you know what's weird is, so teen isn't, I don't think, a, on any of these. But I'm guessing, like I said, like, I bet teen is probably the most searched in a lot of states. But these are mm. just, like, the ones relative to other states. So, like, hmm. uh so these are more like niche things, uh, but for Texas, creamy, creamy, oh not 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 cream pie, creamy, just what? creamy. Oh my goodness, that's a uh, weird. Okay, all right, that's a weird way to put that. I guess I don't know. Now this one surprised me too. Okay, AJ, my home state of Montana, rugged Montana. What yeah. do you what do you think Montana's kink is? And now that you said rugged, I, I got to think it's something pegging, maybe? <laughs> well, there might be pegging involved. BDSM is okay. Montana's kink, <laughs> which is interesting. Um, this is like a lame one, but what do you think our neighbors to the north, Washington State, what do you think theirs is? A lame one, huh? Um, yeah. God, I feel like I've touched all the weird ones that I can think of. You got to tell me, man. <laughs> sensual sex what sensual sex is what their search term that's their kink sensual <laughs> i know right that's so weird actually the most I'm... normal people i guess i don't know <laughs> what are they doing normally then if that's their kink sensual sex? <laughs> that's true like like they're all just having like really rough sex and so they're like, like okay i'm gonna get some <laughs> I'm going to get some essentials. What if we get some normal missionary? That'd be wild. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to like uh, hit some of the other ones that I just think are... I think, okay, the one I find probably the funniest <laughs> is North Dakota. Okay, <laughs> their kink, loud, wet sex. What? <laughs> it's so specific. Loud, wet sex. That does not sound good. <laughs> That doesn't sound, that sounds gross. It does sound gross and, and very <laughs> peculiar. I mean, it's just so. Like, it was also kind of gross. This is also gross. <laughs> I mean, I do wonder how it combines. Like, are some people like uh, searching loud sex and other people wet sex and they just like put them together? Are people actually like, you know, I'd like to go for some loud, wet sex? It's yeah, just such it's a funny term. It is weird. Yeah. I don't know how that became popularized. Like more than one person thought of that. That's so strange to me. Um, okay, AJ, I got one you actually might be able to guess. What is Utah's uh, uh, search term? Oh, that's got to be docking or something. You're, you're right. Uh, you're on the right track. It's just uh, Mormon uh, in general. Mormon porn. <laughs> what is that? I mean, drinking milk <laughs> and holding hands? <laughs> um, along the same lines, kind of. Um, what do you think Nevada's um, search term is? Oh, it's got to be something insane, right? But I mean, you're saying it's along the same lines. Well, it's... just like how Mormon is very specific to Utah, 
This would be oh. very specific to Nevada. Showgirls? That's a good guess. Uh, Vegas. Just Vegas okay. porn in general. Which All I'm right. like, what is that? Like, just people. I don't know. <laughs> There's another one like that, too. Um, Hawaii. Their term is just Hawaiian. So they're like very insular. Like, oh, we like ourselves. You would think they would want something a little exotic when they go for the porn, right? Like something out of the what they see every day. Yeah. I I, I actually looked up. Uh, I saw this. I saw another article about these porn searches. And I think the number one, which, which surprised me, because like they're not a very big part of the population, like as a whole. Like there's more, there's more like, uh, I don't know. The ebony was number one in the U.S. Oh, there's more I, white women in America. I was surprised by that. By yeah, far, I was, there's more white women. I was going to mention, I actually wish I would have copied that map as well. Because, yeah, I remember it, it was what was interesting. Well, first of all, it was funny because, like, South America just said anal on it. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> south of the border. They're obsessed with south of the border, I guess. But what was interesting is, like, Africa, like, the search term was ebony. Like the Middle East, the search term was Arab. Russia, the search term was Russia. So they're almost like all insular, like like we like what we see. But America, which has a reputation of being racist, we're actually like ebony. So I, yeah. I was like, that seems almost progressive for us. It does. It does. <laughs> you know what else shocked me? Some of the bigger countries in the world were not on this list. Like, how are the... Like, you're telling me China's not watching this? India's not watching this? Pakistan? Indonesia? Well, like, China, China, though, I think their internet is re- somewhat restricted by the government. So theirs could either oh, maybe be... It's the case with all those countries, then. It might be the case. I don't it could know. be a thing where maybe porn is restricted to them or a thing where we just or don't they have... have their own sites that they go to. Or, or we don't have the means to... Or, or like maybe Pornhub there doesn't have the means to like accurately see what they're searching for whatever reason. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. They, they might have their own local sites too. I know, I know like that might be a thing. That could be too. Yeah. Cause like any country where you can get porn, people are going to watch porn. And even most yeah. countries where you probably, it is restricted. Like they're probably getting it somehow. Yeah. Um, What do you think uh, uh, California uh, is uh, their search term? Gosh, uh, actresses? I don't know. I mean, this one's actually very specific, too. Not just stepmom, Asian Mm. stepmom. Oh, okay. (laughs) I mean, they have a large Asian population there. Um, Asian stepmom. That is interesting. In New Mexico, Native American, which there, I know there are like, there are reservations in New Mexico, so I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Oklahoma just says sex dick. (laughs) What? Sex dick. Sex dick. I would be almost embarrassed to be in some of these states. Um, okay, AJ, one state had to do it. Uh, BBC, the old big black, you know what? What state mm. do you think is obsessed with the BBC? Gosh, uh, I'm surprised that multiple states aren't obsessed with that. It seems <laughs> like a very true. popular That's category. Um, I'll go with New York. Nope, it's the big wheezy, Louisiana. Oh, okay, okay. Let's see, what is New York? Oh, weird. New York is body swap porn. What? <laughs> body swap porn. That's How a freaky that a category. That's a freaky deaky Friday. <laughs> <laughs> what? That is that is such a unique category. <laughs> oh my god, some of these Connecticut double vaginal. So like two in one sort two, of thing? Yeah, two in one. Mm. 
No. Oh, oh, District of Columbia is on here. And this one's interesting. Big ass cop. Big ass cop? <laughs> Big ass cop. <laughs> In District of Columbia? Yeah. Okay. That's it. Some of these, I got to say, some of these really are interesting. They're, that kind of reminds me of that story of that cop lady who was banging like five dudes. Oh, right. Right. Did you see the picture of her? Yeah, we did a story of her on the show at that time. She looks like this, like, innocent little, like, I don't know. Like, it was the weirdest thing. <laughs> yeah, actually, if if you go back in our feeds, like, when we did that story, like, I posted the picture of that lady. But, yeah, oh, you're right. You're right. And the dude she was with, I mean, there were some big dudes. Like <laughs> There were some BBCs. She, yeah, she was getting those BBCs. <laughs> this one I found interesting. So, New Jersey. Turkish, Turkish porn. That sounds very specific. Is there a big Turkish community in New Jersey? I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> this is telling me a lot about the demographics of states, though. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Tennessee likes giantess porn, like giant, <laughs> giant women, I guess, or maybe giant men too. I like, but... I like tall women. Tall women are beautiful. <laughs> yeah, but like, if I was searching, I would just search tall women. Like, I wouldn't say like giantess. Or maybe yeah. maybe that's just how Pornhub categorizes it, and people are really just like tall, but they're like, "Oh, giantess sounds better." <laughs> Amazon. Ohio is interesting. Small dick porn in Ohio. Small dick. That's not a good look for you, Ohio. <laughs> that's not a good look. Oh, Illinois, the ass-eating state. Okay. <laughs> You'll have to move there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, ass-eating is a—it's uh, become very popular with the youths. <laughs> I don't know how it became a thing, but it is. This is one. I don't even know what this one means necessarily. Uh, M- Missouri transformation porn. It did, not trans porn. Transformation porn. Like, I don't know what that is. Is that like people transform into animals or something? Like, I don't know what that is. These metal robots clanging together. <laughs> <laughs> Oil spills out the end. <laughs> Good lord! Oh, okay. This one, this one, this one's a case of like uh, opposites attract. I think Wyoming goth porn. That is unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Some of these, like, Good lord! West Virginia nip slip. Is there search uh, term? Jeez, that's it. Iowa, Iowa likes their cartoon porn. Uh, Nebraska just says rub. What? <laughs> rub. <laughs> Idaho Don't likes anybody from Nebraska. Jeez. <laughs> Idaho likes the dildo ride. Yeah. Seems pretty tame. You'd think Florida would be something freaky, but there's just, just fantasy porn. Yeah, but what are those fantasies? Like two <laughs> alligators. True. Uh, <laughs> That's true. A boa. Maine is thruple. Thruple. That's just a threesome. <laughs> Why are they renaming it? That's true. That's, that sounds like a tall slash giantess uh, thing where they're just yeah. trying to. And Wisconsin is swingers. Mm. Oh, Minnesota is tickling. I mean, when it's porn, though, everybody's a swinger. I know it's a fantasy, but. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've covered like the most interesting ones, but still my favorite, North Dakota, loud, wet sex. That's just Yeah, classic. that is wild. <laughs> they got the earphones up all the way. <laughs> it's so loud and wet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man this was a fun one uh but aj i'll give it back to you all right i don't think i have anything that good so let's see 
Oh, this was just a nightmare of mine when I was younger. Um, the young people today won't understand this, but we do. Woman faces felony charges for forgetting to return Sabrina the Teenage Witch tape, VHS tape 20 years ago. Yeah, she went to a blockbuster. A woman in Texas received a nasty shock while trying to update her married name. Uh, she was a criminal for, for a crime she didn't even remember committing. In fact, she was guilty of a crime most people of a certain age would prob have probably committed. 20 years ago, she forgot to return a VHS tape. Karen McBride, 52, made the discovery during a trip to the DMV. The former Oklahoma resident had moved to Texas and gotten married and needed to update her information. I went to change my driver's license uh, during this COVID uh, during this COVID thing. Uh, you had to make an appointment. They told me that I had an issue in Oklahoma. McBride uh, was mystified. She called the number from the DMV and that they had provided and uh, was connected to the Cleveland County District Attorney's Office. During that conversation, McBride was floored to learn that she was a wanted felon. The first thing she told me was a felony embezzlement. Uh, so I thought I was going to have a heart attack. She, uh, she then learned what crime she had committed. She told me that it was a VHS tape I had to make uh, I had to make her repeat it because I thought, this is insane. The girl is kidding me, right? She wasn't kidding. In 1999, someone had rented a copy of Teenage, the Sabrina, uh, Sabrina Teenage Witch in McBride's name from an Oklahoma video store called Movie Place. Okay, not Blockbuster. Uh, when no one returned the VHS cassette, she was charged. Uh, McBride was charged in March 2000 for felony embezzlement of rented property. The charges say that McBride did willfully, unlawfully, and feloniously embezzle a certain one video cassette tape, Sabrina Teenage Witch, of the value of $58.59. That is way too much for Sabrina the Teenage Witch uh, VHS tape. That's too much. 50, almost $60. Uh, McBride was stunned. Not only did she not remember renting the VHS cassette, she didn't even like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> I, I have never watched that show in my life. Uh, just not my cup of tea. Meanwhile, I'm a wanted felon for a VHS tape. Uh, McBride added, I mean, I didn't try to deceive anyone ever. Uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, I swear, uh, as she absorbed the shocking news, it dawned on her how such a thing could have happened. In 1999, she had a roommate. I lived with a young man. This was over 20 years ago. McBride explained he had two kids, uh, both daughters that were ages uh, 8, 10, and there's a third kid for some reason that they don't mention in the first sentence. Uh, and I'm thinking he went and got it and didn't take it back or something. In fact, the more McBride thought about it, the more other parts of her life seemed to suddenly make sense. Since 1999, she had been fired from a handful of jobs. Her employer had never given her a reason. Now she thinks that her criminal background is why. When they ran my criminal background check, all they're seeing is those two words, felony embezzlement. Fortunately, it seems that McBride won't be a felon for very much longer. The Cleveland County District Attorney's Office announced that they would dismiss the case against her. However, McBride will still need legal intervention to have the felony charges cleared from her record. Stories like McBride's are an echo of an era long past. The store where McBride rented Sabrina Teenage Witch closed in 2008. Uh, Blockbuster, once the largest video rental chain in the United States, closed most of its locations in 2014 after declaring bankruptcy in 2010. However, McBride isn't alone in accidentally keeping a VHS tape past its return date, and surprisingly, she's not the first person to face charges for it. In 2016, a North Carolina man was arrested for failing to return a VHS cassette he rented in 2002. Freddie got fingered. The man oh, was man. arrested after being pulled over for a busted taillight. The officer said, I don't know how to tell you this, but there's a warrant out for your arrest from 2002. 
Apparently, you rented the movie Freddy Got Fingered and never returned it. It's like, I, I don't know how to joking. tell you this, but you're about to get fingered. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to jail. You're going to get more than fingered, buddy. <laughs> Just goes to show everyone should double check their closets for an unreturned VHS tape. I mean, these, these stores closed years ago, and the charges for not returning their tapes are still out. That's insane, man. The, the it thing was dangerous that... renting movies back then. It was You were testing it. Those the late that... fees, all that stuff. The thing that gets me, though, is the fact that they, like, it shouldn't be legal for them to charge more in late fees than whatever they paid for that cassette tape, like the $60 for being able to rent it or whatever. Like, that should be the max, what it maxes out at. You shouldn't just be able to, like, keep applying penalties forever until somebody racks up a felony, which is insane. Hollywood Video was the worst at that. They really charged you an arm and leg. I went there one time, and I was, like, two, three days late with a return. Oh my gosh, they were they were much worse than Blockbuster. <laughs> Imagine what they're doing to people right now. <laughs> yeah, there's all these people in, in, in just a prison. chain gang. What'd you do? <laughs> Hollywood video. Yeah. Hollywood video. What did you do? <laughs> I rented Freddy Cup fingers. <laughs> That's what I'm in for. Uh, That's also insult to injury when it's like a bad movie. They got exactly. in all this trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. That's the other thing is like, like you said, like these stores aren't even around anymore. It's exactly, like, yeah, there's no one to like pay off or yeah, like even if know. she wanted to pay that fine, she couldn't. Yeah, I think I read a story a while back that was like a about an overdue library book where somebody had like racked up like a thousand or something like a really high fine for like a book. That's yeah, insane. that's the other thing. Like it should max out at whatever that book costs. Yeah, it's it. I don't understand this like. Will allow places to find people infinite money for you know something that right. didn't cost that much. <laughs> Although, don't most at least public libraries don't they have like one like amnesty week per year where they're like, okay, you can bring in your books and you won't get fined or whatever. I didn't know about that. I think some of them do at least. I because I remember oh. like uh, my hometown library had a thing like that, like an amnesty week. Like if you have overdue books. Bring him back this week, no late charge. That's like good and bad because then people will wait until Amnesty Week to return it, right? Probably. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of surprised in this day and age that like public libraries like still are a thing, but there are people that still like like that process of going and checking out like a physical book and doing the whole rigmarole. Public libraries are better now than ever, I think. Like they have, you can rent movies from there, like you can do a lot of stuff. You can. You can stream movies, I think, from public libraries. So they're a really good source for a lot of things. Yeah, I've never checked it out. I probably should. I know there's one called like Canopy, I think, with like a K. That's mm-hmm. like a library streaming service where you can like stream like, you know, certain movies for free, which, you know, might be good stuff on there. I've never looked. Yeah. Um, well, AJ, I didn't like pre-read this article, so hopefully it's I, – I, but the title – to my world. <laughs> the title I thought was uh, interesting, so hopefully it will be. Uh, this is seven of the strangest, creepiest, and most mysterious graves in the U.S., which okay. I think I've talked about this on the show that if, if I was like super wealthy, like I would have a, a, a headstone that like sent people on like this like kind of national treasure like series of like hidden clues <laughs> that lead to just nothing like or something mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. I'd love to have like a mysterious grave where people are like what was this guy? He was like part of a secret society or the Illuminati or something. Mm. Uh, number one, the paste eaters grave. Um, remember how your parents told you not to eat glue as a toddler? 
Well, here's one man who clearly never learned that lesson. The Paste Eater's gravestone stands in Goldfield, Nevada. According to local reports, uh, in it lies an unknown vagrant who reportedly died in 1908 after eating library paste. A newspaper clipping from the time states the starving man's corpse was found with an empty paste jar. Hopelessly hungry, he had eaten the toxic concoction as what would become his last meal. Despite not knowing who the lonely wanderer was, the townsfolks gave him a burial and a simple headstone. But did they really need to write this particular cause of death on it, though? <laughs> it just says, like, diet eating library paste, uh, and then the date, and then, like, unknown man at the top. What? It's kind of no, sad, though. It, it's, <laughs> he probably was. But, like, even if he, like, it's sad because, like, it probably was less of, like, a compunction to eat the paste, but, like, he was just, like, starving, and he's like, all I have yeah. is this paste, I'll give it a shot. But then again, we have seen those shows where people do have compulsions to eat weird stuff. That's true. He could have just been an ancient version of one of those people. <laughs> uh, number two, the St. Omer Witch's Grave. The town of St. Omer in Illinois is no more, but its old cemetery remains to uh, this day. In it, you will find the strange gravestone of the Barnes family. The stone is carved into the shape of a giant ball sitting on top of an unlit wooden pyre. On the ball are carved the names and dates uh, of birth and death of Marcus Barnes and his wife, Caroline. Caroline's date of death is a bit odd, though. It's marked as February 31st, 1882, a date that never existed. Local stories claim that Caroline was a witch and the locals intentionally put an erroneous date on the gravestone so she couldn't return to haunt the living on the anniversary of her death. To go with the witchy rumors, the grave is supposedly still used as a site of eldritch rituals to this day. <laughs> I mean... No, it just sounds like an error. <laughs> Some well, dumb dumb. I, I, I could believe, like, superstitious people back there doing that, but that's kind of a messed up thing, is like, oh, intentionally put the wrong date on there so she can't haunt us. Like, that is, like, a funny thing for them to, like, think. Uh, what what year was this? Uh, 1882 like a century too late for that stuff man <laughs> uh three the grave of the lady in red um in 1969 farmhands worked on the egypt plantation in kruger mississippi uh they made a gruesome discovery digging the ground they happened upon a coffin lying in an unmarked grave this wasn't just any coffin though it was a cast iron and glass box filled with an alcoholic preservative solution in the liquid floated a woman's corpse in pristine condition, clad in a red velvet dress, white gloves, and boots. Her clothes indicated the, the woman may have died before the Civil War. The alcohol-filled coffin had preserved her body perfectly. Uh, despite local historians' best efforts, no one has been able to figure out the woman's identity. After her accidental uh, exhumation, she was reburied in the Oddfellow Cemetery in Lexington, Mississippi. Uh... I mean, that's kind of a weird thing that, like, it, it almost makes me wonder if, like, there was a serial killer back then and this was, like, like the the only per victim they found of his. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, I see that. His calling card is, like, to preserve the body and put him in, like, a, a red dress or something. The red dress killer. Mm -hmm. uh, number four, the XYZ grave. A gang of four criminals was about to break into a bank in Deep River, Connecticut on December 13th, 1899. Unfortunately for the robbers, somebody had tipped the bank off about their heist. The bank security guard, Harry Tyler, stopped the robbery, and the man leading the criminals died in the ensuing exchange of fire. With no idea who he was, he was buried in an unmarked grave. 
Shortly after, Tyler received a letter penned in what he took for a woman's handwriting. The letter requested the dead robber be giving a gravestone engraved with the letters XYZ. Uh, well, that's what the deceased criminal got. For the next 40 years, local reporter, locals reported seeing a woman in black visiting, visiting the grave every December, leaving behind one carnation. Uh, number five, the Merchant Ball. Charles B. Merchant sure lived up to his surname. He was a successful, wealthy businessman from Marion, Ohio. When he died in 1896, his family erected a striking gravestone featuring an enormous polished stone ball sitting on top of a pedestal. One spot on the ball was left rough, uh, as the family assumed it, together with the ball's weight, would keep it stationary. For some reason, though, the ball began rotation, exposing its bald spot to the world. The ball has been reoriented a couple of times, but to no avail. It always begins rolling again, showing off the one rough spot on its smooth surface. No one knows exactly well why the ball rotates, although it probably has something to do with vibrations traveling along the ground. Or maybe it's Mr. Merchant who can no longer keep the wheels of his business turning, so he turns uh, the ball on his grave instead. This makes me wonder, like, what exactly, if you were rich, could you get away with, like, making your tombstone? Like, could you make a tombstone that just, like, does, is ridiculous and has, like, a bunch of, like, spinning, like, things on it and, like, weird lights and stuff on it? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure you could. You could do anything if you're rich. <laughs> the world is your oyster. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like to most tombstones are so boring. They're just, like, you know, pieces of rock that do nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in the old days, though, like ancient times, if you had a, a very nice tomb, somebody would go rob it. If you had a nice That's tomb true. now, I, I imagine somebody will go rob it. <laughs> That's probably true, yeah. Uh, number six, the Aurora Aliens Grave. Uh, the Roswell incident is probably the most famous UFO case in American history, but there was another similar story in Aurora, Texas, some 50 years earlier. In 1897, a supposed mystery airship crashed into a windmill of Aurora Judge J.S. Proctor. The accident killed the craft's pilot, a petite Martian creature. Uh, the locals gave their extraterrestrial visitor a Christian burial, despite not knowing the aliens' actual religious convictions. Under a tree in the town's graveyard, they reportedly erected a small headstone for the being, etched with a simple drawing of his wrecked airship. Eventually, the gravestone disappeared from the graveyard. At some point, a replacement was put in place, until someone stole that as well. Frankly, there's no evidence that there ever was an alien grave in the uh, Aurora graveyard. Nonetheless, a state historical marker at the site mentions the spaceship and its dead pilot. So maybe it did happen. I mean, I don't even know how this would have got started. Like, <laughs> it makes me wonder, did like, there, maybe there was like a, um, a midget pilot who died and the guy was just like, oh, it's an alien. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm guessing somehow the whole story was made up and like just yeah. everybody believed this guy or something like that. Yeah. And finally, number seven, the Black Angel. A large sculpture of a winged angel stands guard atop the grave of Teresa and Nicholas uh, Feldevert in the Oakland Cemetery in Iowa City. This isn't your usual angel, though. The statue is pitch black. It wasn't always that way. According to local legends, the originally light-colored angel turned black overnight due to the sins of the Feldevert family. Yet the angelic being doesn't seem satisfied with judging only Feldeverts. Stories claim that certain and quick death awaits anyone who kisses the statue or even touches it. In reality, the angel's discoloration is a natural result of its bronze surface oxi oxidating over time. Um, 
I mean, maybe if people are like making out with the statue, maybe they are getting something that would kill them. I don't know. <laughs> Although that's a weird thing that someone would have even tested. Like, why would somebody have kissed the statue in the first place? Yeah, I don't know. That is a weird thing. But people just, will do everything at least once. Well, let me go back to the the Pornhub story and see what state has like a tombstone licking as their <laughs> as their kink of I mean, choice. I mean, uh, one of those Pornhub kind of yours may remind me of the Mike, the Statue of David. How he's a small pee pee. I like how the oh, Greeks like right. the Greeks used to idolize small penises. That is counter to I think most humans, <laughs> but they I guess they thought it made you less barbaric, less I don't know, more intelligent. I actually have a theory about about that. I actually mm-hmm. think those statues originally had like like huge like luscious veiny penises. But like but like you know how you have that cousin that you go to his house and he's like, "Hey man, you want to see this street sign I stole?" <laughs> no. Like if you went to your cousin's house back in those days, he, he'd be like, "Hey man, you want to he- see Hercules's dick?" And you'd be like, do I? <laughs> I mean, it could have just been the ancestors of the folks from Ohio. It could have just been those people. <laughs> They're like, we need some more of this porn. <laughs> Get it everywhere. Small peepees for everyone. <laughs> I think I'm going to move to Ohio just so I fit in back. <laughs> They're not going to like you there. They're going to be like, no, you're not small. <laughs> they prefer them. Well, I'm going to go there because maybe their women have lowered expectations. Oh, I see. Okay. You're like, okay. You, know, you know what I mean? Bed. Okay. I didn't get that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, AJ, uh, somehow I think we made another one of these shows. Um, uh, everybody listening, if you will, please subscribe uh, both to the YouTube channel and in audio form on your podcast catcher of choice. Uh, give us thumbs up, positive reviews. Uh, let us know what your most searched, uh, <laughs> our, your biggest <laughs> Pornhub search of the year was. <laughs> Actually, you know what? You know how like um, I'm not signed up for any services that do this, but I know like people like on Spotify and stuff like they get an end of the year thing. That's like, oh, here was your like top most listened to songs, and stuff like that. And I think mm-hmm. like I do have a PlayStation account. I know some people have like a PlayStation thing that says like, oh, here's your most played games. Maybe there is a way I can get that. But like it would be like weird if like if you had like a personal Pornhub account, if they were like. Oh, here's here's your most searched terms. Like, here's your most watched videos. Things like that. You know what your I mean? Little timeline into your laps or whatever timelines. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that'd be um, so depressing for so many people. <laughs> just to know, like, the cumulative like time you spent there would probably be depressing. Uh, Ten days. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, anyway, comment down below, thumbs up, positive reviews, all that good stuff. Uh, if you like, you can follow me over on Twitter slash X at Zach Jones Live. That's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. But that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care.